They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room or you're hypersensitive to touch then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock bitches stimming together we're weirds of a feather weirds of a feather ah! okay you ready <sighs> yeah Let's get this going. I hope you're not too tired to record the actual episode. No, no, no. I'm ready. We just I'm spent two hours two making hours a fake commercial. Fake commercial. That's fine. It's worth it's, it. It's all, that's the priority here. That's it's all for the pod. We're all about priority here at We're yep. So Feather. Yep, yep, yep. And we are prioritizing you today with uh, this episode, I guess. Grace. Yes, Kristen. We have to rebrand. It's bad news, what? but we have to do it. Yes. No. Yes. We're, we just started this podcast. Yeah. No, we're rebranding a specific right. part of the podcast. I'm on board. We're I keeping weirds of the feathers. Not that. We have okay. to rebrand Bagel Bites. In, tell me more. Okay. Yes. I'm, yes. Hear me out. All right. Hear me Go out. ahead. Bagel Bites. Yeah. Right now, we're using it as like a small piece of secret. Yes. However, this is going to be a miniature, a shorter episode, a mini episode, whatever you want to call it. This should be Bagel Bites. Mm. A small pizza secret should be. Personal pan pizza. Does that not make more sense? You know what? Does that not make more sense? I don't like to tell you this, but you're absolutely right. I'm fucking right. <laughs> I hate personal pan it. pizza should be a, a small pizza secret. It's personal sized. You're Just right. for you. A smaller pizza a secret. A smaller pizza bag bites should be a shorter episode. It makes more sense because pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you have pizza every time. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, it makes sense. You're absolutely right. We you're absolutely right. It's non debatable. I'm not trying to debate you. Okay. <laughs> For once. I appreciate it. I won't debate you on this because I agree. I do think because we don't want to call them mini-sodes. It's That's not a mini-sode. Like so it's, on the nose. It's, it technically is, but we want a better title. It should be a bagel bite. It's like a bite of a regular episode. Because we're just like a little different. We're... We just do things a little differently here yeah, at Weird Feather. Like unique. Talking about pizza, it's so quirky and so 2010. Yeah. Is it cringy? I don't know. Maybe. But are we cringy as people? For sure. Yeah, that's like our vibe. Absolutely. Anyway, welcome to Weirds of the Feather, an ADHD adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. And I'm your host, Grace. In this episode, we're shaking it up. We're making a bagel bite. It's a shorter episode. It's your first bagel bite. Take a bite. Take a bite of that bagel bite. Bite of that bagel bite. Bite, 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 bite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're still working on the theme I, song. Yeah, I, uh, I, I lost steam there. <laughs> but, but you yeah. finished it. You carried it out. Yeah, that's what I respect. I, I did my best. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing a we're doing a little bagel bite, a little miniature episode. Yeah, some um, weeks a regular episode. You know how we are, guys. You know how we are. We just talk and talk, and we get going, and we can't stop. And then the episodes are three hours long, and yeah. I don't have time to edit them. Right. So we're mixing it up a little bit, a little, a little time, but it's still about ADHD. We have actually a very specific topic and one that's near and dear to my heart. Friendship. 
Friends. We're talking about friends. Do you have them? Well, do you? <laughs> uh, I've got some friends. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I also have yeah, some friends. That's wonderful. Wow, we have so much in common. Yeah. <laughs> we should be friends. <laughs> well, speaking of that, we are friends. Oh, my gosh. You are one of my friends. Oh, I feel honored. And I hope to have the same place in your heart. Uh, I'll make some space. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, we want to talk about friendship and ADHD and how those collide. Yes, and how difficult friendships can be for ADHD. Or just difficult and different, yes. I would say. It's different. Our friendship is different than my friendship with a neurotypical. Yes. Also because we've known each other since we were five. That is helpful. But also because we are both neurodivergent and yes. we do weird things together. <laughs> There. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. You yeah, can edit that I'm out. also having a hard time. <laughs> How hard is it to make friends when you're an adult? Super hard. How hard is it to maintain friends Ooh, when you're an adult? Even harder. Even harder. I feel like I have... Okay, so I think I make friends okay, but maintaining the friendship... I have like all these friends out there that are like, we were really good friends and then... I keep forgetting to call them for like months at a time. Yep. I have the yeah. same problem, especially moving around so much. Yeah. I'll make a very close friend in one place and then move. And then it's like, logically, I know they exist and I care about them yeah. and think about them. But almost at the same time, it's like they just kind of leave my memory. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. It's hard to describe without sounding like a heartless bitch. Yeah, that's all right. It's well, not on purpose. I am like, well, let's crack into this topic. I guess yeah. we already are. We kind of, uh, we already, we? yeah, we're already in it. We've, oh. we've been cracked. All right. Well, let's keep but, on whisking away. I guess this is an egg metaphor. A terrible pun. I guess we're in an egg metaphor now. Yeah. <laughs> we've gone from pizza to eggs. I wanted to talk first about, I guess, I don't know how else to describe it, but friendship vibes, I guess, like what you share and stuff with making friends. Ah, that's a terrible way All to right. describe it. Let's start with the overall vibes of how it feels. I hate the word vibe. You don't like the word vibe? I I don't know how else to describe it other than the, I just don't I think, think it's, vibe is right. Okay. Like the vibes, the overall vibes of a friendship with an ADHD or being an ADHD or trying to make and maintain friends. Like the overall, I don't know, uh, summary? Um... Mm. Vibes plus summary. What would okay. that word be? A conclusion. Theme. Uh, thesis. <laughs> the thesis of ADHD <laughs> friendships. Yeah. All right. I guess we're sticking with the word vibes. We're sticking with vibes. Judge um, us if you want. I don't like it, but I don't know what other word I would use. If you have a better word, you can't help us in this moment no. because this isn't We're live. sticking with vibes. So here are the overall vibes, I would say, of an ADHD or friendship. Many different interests. Easily bored. With tasks or conversation. Yes. Which can be hard for some people. We can do a lot of info dumping. We are bad, I guess, at reading different levels of friendship. Apparently, there are different levels of friendship. Yes. I feel like we kind of go into a friendship as in everybody's on the same level. Yes. And you're either my friend or you're not. Yeah. Either... I can talk about like gross bodily functions with you or you're not my friend. Yeah. Whether I guess in the real world we actually are that level of friendship or not, that doesn't really matter right. to me. I'll either talk about all of this stuff with you or I'm not going to speak with you. Right. Like maybe some like work friends don't want to talk about my anti-capitalism theories, you know? Too bad. Too bad. You're going to hear them. You're going to get them. Uh, niche interests. Oh, yeah. Your bone stuff. Yeah. Not everybody wants to hear about that. But, but I, I do. Don't, I don't care. I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to talk about Everybody it Everybody knows about it. That's the thing. Yeah. That's my friendship vibe. I yeah. talk about dead animal bones and yeah. 
stick around or don't. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm here for the bones. <laughs> But yeah, we have like niche interests and not everybody is, even even amongst other ADHDers, not everybody's into your niche interests. So sometimes that's hard to like maintain or keep or even start a friendship, you know? Yes. We also tend to have a lot of rejection-sensitive dysphoria and mm. social anxiety. We react very strongly to a real or even perceived rejection. We have big emotional reactions to things. We do... Some of us, not all of us, need a lot of like reassurance in a friendship, I would say, that Grace. we didn't that we didn't do something wrong. Yes. You're you're a good friend of mine and I just want you to know that. Oh, you were also a good friend of I'm mine. I'm just trying to reassure you. Thank you. I'm not mad. Are you sure? I don't I know don't, anymore. Don't know. <laughs> you haven't spoken for twelve seconds. Are you, are you mad at me? No. Uh we're friends. <laughs> we are friends. Okay. I don't feel rejected anymore. I do not either. Oh good. All right. <laughs> continue let's continue on. Hyperfocus. That's that kind one, of with niche interest. That's kind of with a niche interest. ADHDers have this thing where they hyperfocus or they just like deep dive into something and they can't stop either talking about it, thinking about it because it provides so much dopamine. However, because I don't think we've actually really talked about hyperfocus before. No, we kind of casually mentioned it, but we haven't talked about right. like, the actual ins and outs of so it. So hyperfocus is, like I said, you have this one topic. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's a just a topic of conversation that you're just like so dedicated to for a period of time. And sometimes that can be with new people, new friends, or even in a relationship with your new partner, you can hyper-focus on them. That can be perceived as love bombing, but it's not really out of a manipulative way. It just means that they care a lot about you and you provide them a lot of dopamine. But sometimes I feel like that would be overwhelming. Yeah, it can be pretty intense, but yes. we're not doing it on purpose, I would say. Well, I'm not going to say never. I'm sure there are, once again, there are bad ADHDers out there. Yeah. But in general, it's usually just like, ooh, oh, shiny thing. I'm so excited about this. Right. It's all I can think Let's about. Let's spend every waking moment together for a period of time. Yes. And then I'll forget to call you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. That's kind of how it is. Yeah. I think another issue with ADHDers uh, with friends or in social situations is the way we communicate and have a conversation I don't know if you, the listeners, have realized this, but I'm a big interrupter. I you? cannot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, th here's a fun fact. It's not just Grace. I interrupt everybody and I try not to do it because I know it's rude, but sometimes I just cannot stop myself. It's like this like uncontrollable urge to just get your thought out. Mm. And, and half of that is because if I don't get my thought out, I know I'll forget it. And half of that is I have no control over my actions. Well, impulsivity yes. is a trait of ADHD. Yes. And that is where that comes from. I think people who don't really realize that see that as very rude because I think in, in neurotypical society, you're not supposed to do that. But that's that's just how we talk. We yeah. Have if for us, it's more of a speech pattern like that overlapping speech where... I don't know. Yeah, I don't really view it as interrupting so much as this is how we have a conversation. Right. We just you kind join of, in when you feel like it. I yes. guess. <laughs> we just We're kind doing of it right now. <laughs> overlap each other and keep talking. And then there is like different topics get brought up. And then, you know, we're not even on the same topic in the first place. And maybe we didn't even finish what we were thinking of in the first place. We didn't like complete our thought, but we're on a whole new topic. And that I would say could be very overwhelming for some people. Yeah. People who don't 
feel comfortable with that and don't want to just jump in or don't know how to jump in can also be a problem, I guess. We had that problem last night. Yeah. We had a person waiting to talk to us, waiting for his turn. And and turns out he never got a turn. Yeah. It was like five ADHDers and (laughs) then him. Just jump in, buddy. Just piggy dip it. Yeah. We're not going to pause. I'm sorry. I know it seems rude. We're not going to pause and invite you to join because of who we are as people. Towards the end, we tried to. Yeah. And he got better. Once he learned the rhythm of the conversation, it's the rhythm of the night. Uh, but once he learned the rhythm, I feel like he was like, all right, I yeah. get what the vibe is. Yeah. I can just jump in here and it's not rude. But yeah. and that's like what I wish I could tell people, because, yes, part of it is maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe it's not super polite, but also if all of us enjoy it and we're not offended by it. Yeah. I wish there was a way to tell outsiders like I just want you to jump in here. You know, we're, I'm sorry. I'm not right. going to like pause and ask you questions because the conversation, I just feel like it's always going. Yes. Like you said, zapping from one topic to the next. Yeah. We don't it's really pause like and ask we don't need conversation starters the conversation right. never ends so it, never it doesn't st- need to start it never, ends, it never has to start because it never ends yeah right? we just one of us walks in and then we just all start talking yeah. and then you're just now we're all in a conversation yeah. about whatever sometimes multiple conversations at once yeah all overlapping so i feel like it's, that's something that's only rude if there are people there who aren't used to that or don't right. like that and i i feel like I, i'm trying to think of someone who doesn't understand that type of speech that would be super overwhelming yeah i'm sure it is into that and you're just like wow everybody's shouting at once yes and there's like five different conversations going on i can't get a word in edgewise and the difficulty with i would say adhd friendships but also all of these skills for adhders to work on is we have to find the right balance of us working on things that maybe can be rude or that you know are kind of abrasive to people in conversations but also i don't think we should be working to change our entire conversational pattern and how we approach social settings because it's always on us we're always the ones expected to adapt to the social setting work on you know masking controlling our impulses participating in these conversations we don't care about so I don't know. I kind of advocate for at least expecting others to meet us halfway, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think overlapping speech is a standard rude thing. I think it's just a way, a different way of communicating. I think the only issue with overlapping speech is that, let's say you're in a professional setting and you're having a conversation like this. Everybody needs to be heard. And that's sometimes hard if you're not as uh, boisterous as you and I. Yes. So I think it's hard for everybody to get a turn on what they say. Yes, there's a Um, time and place. I agree. Yeah. So I think, you know, as ADHD people, we need to kind of, as much as we can, kind of monitor for that and and understand that some people will not just jump in because they don't want to or they're trying to be polite. You know, they're trying to be and do the polite thing. But the thing is, was maybe we're not really polite people, I guess. Polite compared to what? You know, like they neurotypical society has set the standard of what's polite and what's not. Right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Advocating for halfway. You know, if someone if a neurotypical person is part of a conversation, instead of us always 100 percent having to adapt to a different way of communicating, can't we be the ones to set the standard sometimes and say like exactly what happened last night where it's like listen we i'm trying like i really was trying to include him yeah. and i would try to we pause the sometimes. conversation but so many people are all talking that like it's hard to get everyone to stop so many people five people yeah so like <laughs> all adhd people though so it, it sounded like 20 <laughs> yeah i feel like letting other people know hey you can jump in at any time please do like we want you to jump in trying to give them little like hooks to pull them in but also not feeling like we 100 percent have to change our behavior if that's yeah. how we communicate and that's how we 
like to communicate. Yeah. It shouldn't always be on neurodivergent people to change everything about how we do things to meet some standard of like politeness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I just think that we need to be mindful that sometimes yes. that's not always achievable. Yes. yes. In, a, in a perfect world, yeah, it'd be great. But it needs to be done in a right way. Yeah. All right. Enough of that rant. On yeah. to the next thing. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, how fun is arguing? It's so I fun. I love to argue. <laughs> I know I you love do. a good debate. You more than me. <laughs> you more than me. Yeah. I mean, so Kristen recently sent me a TikTok about this where this guy referred to that as recreational fighting. Which, We're going to link it in the show notes. Yeah. So like arguing for fun. Which is like so grace. I love discussing things that way. My sister, my mom and I talk that way all together. And I don't I never really even thought of it as a problem until outsiders would be like, oh, why are you using Why are you so, why are you aggressive? so abrasive? I'm like, this is just how I talk. I'm just like, fine. <laughs> is it just fun? Are we enjoying this conversation? <laughs> I'm having so much fun. No, I'm not you. But then You're like, wrong. but you and I talk like that. And then we're like having the best time. Yeah. And I'm sure outsiders are like, oh, no, oh my God, they're having like an argument. Should we call the police? Although they're apparently people like our, uh, our, banter. our banter. Our banter. So that's the. Uh, is this not banter? Is this not banter? I don't know. Yeah. I what's the know. difference between recreational fighting and banter? When, I think banter is when just When does like banter casual. become recreational fighting? Yeah. There's a fine line. The banter to recreational fighting pipeline. I, I think it's like when we disagree on something, it becomes recreational fighting. Yes. Anytime okay. I participate in recreational fighting is when I know I'm right. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not recreational. It's not, it's not really fun We're for me fighting. if I'm wrong. We're just fighting. I just kind of leave the room. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's heated discussions that neither one of you is like super emotionally invested. Like me and Peter on the phone yesterday talking about student loan forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> Very heatedly, but we were like both having a nice yeah. conversation. Yeah. I guess for me... It depends on who I'm arguing. I think I guess it has to be like a close friend. Like you, I could argue with you about anything. But with like kind of a stranger, the recreational fighting, because uh, I don't know if they're being re- for reals or not, you know? That's what happened to me that time I slammed Carrie oh, into the that's fence. Right. I thought that's we were a, joke fighting. A pizza secret for a later Turns date. out we were real fighting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pizza secret for another day. Yes, I'll save that one. Volume control. Oh, my God. I remember, like, in middle school, I get yelled at. The classic, like, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm just so excited about a topic. I hate that when people kill your joy, though. Yeah, oh, thanks, Buzzkill. Why are you being so weird? Like, calm down. Yeah. Why are you being so emotional? Knife to the heart. I know. It's like, it's... Oh, it's so traumatic when that happens to you, when someone's like, why are you yelling? Yeah. You're talking about something like super, you're super passionate about and you're so excited about. And then someone just like kills your joy with that like one sentence. I'm like, let me, I need to go like cry in my room for an hour. I know. Well, that is part of the rejection sensitive dysphoria where it really sucks to be in this moment of joy, especially like in middle school and someone makes a comment about it's like, it's weird that you're so excited about this thing or it's weird that you're being so loud. Right. Or yeah. So that really creates just. It's yuck and you're yum. Yeah. I hate that phrase, but it is. Yeah. That. What do you mean you hate that phrase? You're the one who you, that's the first time I heard it is you used it on me. It's one of those phrases. About the pickle pizza. I know. First episode. That's the first time I ever heard that. I thought it was fucking amazing. All right. Here's a problem with me. I use terms ironically <laughs> that I don't you, like, but no one, I don't make it clear that it's I ironic. putting that in my regular vocabulary. I hate I you, to emulate you. But there's no better way to say it. Yes. It's like a perfect phrase. I don't but know why I'm you're saying so it sarcastically, it. but I'm not saying it sarcastically. Why are you saying it sarcastically? Say it seriously. It should be a serious phrase. It's, a, it's the perfect thing for I, that had moment. Had you never heard that before? I've never heard that well, before. Well, you don't work with children. Okay. So that's probably why. older adults. That's probably why it's such a common thing when you work with kids. Okay. And I do, that's why I don't like it. 
Why? I don't know. Because you don't it like kids? It bothers me. No, I love kids. Okay. Certain kids. <laughs> Not all of them. Why? I think it's a perfect phrase. I we like don't have it. time for this debate. Are I don't know. So- <laughs> all right. Next topic. Are, we're still talking about ADHD friendship, guys. Yeah. Recreational fighting. No, yeah. we've moved on. I guess. Although it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is recreational fighting. Yeah. Small talk is hard. Yes. Is that where we are? Yeah. Okay. Small talk is super hard. When I talk to patients, I can't just like barge in and be like, we need to do this or look at your, you know, levels here. And I like to open with a joke. Doesn't go well. So like then I go into small talk and it just I feel so disingenuine. Hmm. Like when we had the big snowstorm, I just every single person I did the same thing to everybody I saw in the clinic. I go, are you ready for the storm? And by like the eighth patient, I was like, I'm ready to shoot myself. Yeah, not really. But I just I emotionally put myself down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do have those phrases, you know, working with kids, I would have these phrases. Even with kids, I would feel like socially awkward for some reason. Kids are all socially awkward. But I would have those like key phrases that I would like say every time because I feel uncomfortable. Are you ready for the weather? How was the drive in? Tell me about your weekend. We need to talk about your smoking. And small talk is part of why we struggle with levels of friendship, because I don't want to make small talk with you. Mm -hmm. I want to just go right into, like, tell me the gory details. Did you have a sensual love affair with a coworker? I need to know. (laughs) I don't need to hear about the sensual (laughs) part, I guess. (laughs) I do. I just want the details. I just want that gossip. The pod gossip? Pod gossip. No, I have a hard time with small talk, and when, especially, like, at a party, Mm. one... I can't remember the last time I went to like a party party because, you know, there's a pandemic happening. But when you're trying to like, you know, chat it up with other people, I'm just like, I can't. Hmm. I'm, I'm having such a hard time unless someone like specifically asks about a personal interest of mine. But then you go on and on like that's yeah. the problem with small talk is I'm either bored out of my skull or wow, you've stumbled upon one of my topics and now I will dominate the conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why I talk about work all the time, because that's one of my interests is work. And I talk about work because I'm always working. And then everybody's like, oh, you're gross. Fuck you. Yeah. I guess we don't have a lesson on that. I one. guess uh, we shouldn't be invited to parties for many reasons. Also, we'll like dump all your toothpaste in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. It depends on the person yeah. and the alcohol. Yeah. How hard is it to keep in touch with friends? Because oh, you have friends all around the globe. That's the hardest part for me. Yeah. Making friends is okay. Same. The keeping them part is really, really what I struggle with. And it, yeah. I feel like it leads to a lot of shame. Like I build up oh, a lot sure. of shame over keeping friendships. Like here's how it always goes. You become friends with someone. Maybe you're super intense about them or maybe you're just really enjoying the friendship. And then usually mine is like I move away and then I'm so bad at reaching out to people. Unless I think of something specifically about that person, then I'm good at texting them. Yeah. But when it comes to times where like, I don't know, you should reach out and call someone or just calling people because you've thought of them. Like, I just yeah. don't really think to do that. I Neither do I. And, and you're better at texting than I am. I'm having a texting crisis. <laughs> you are I going need, through a crisis. I'm go- I, my... Uh, uh, I am not a good texter. I everybody thinks I'm mad at them. I'm not. I just don't really use texting or I like to have like conversations face to face. I don't like talking on the phone and I don't like having conversations via text. I guess I just don't like people. So when do you like having conversations? When we're like together. <laughs> so that leaves out everyone who isn't in your direct area. Send me an email. <laughs> 
Write me a handwritten letter. Yeah. And fax it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and that's how, what's hard is like, if you're not in my direct area, I kind of, in the worst way possible, forget about you because cause we're not like near each other, you know? And it, it's hard for me to like keep in touch and to like, oh, that's right. Like I have to text this person because we were supposed to make plans. And I use texting as like making plans or saying things that I will forget later or something like that. Not really as like, let's have a deep conversation about something. So yeah, I do. I do have I deep know. conversations via text. You send text. me very long text messages. I know. But then like, when do you have deep conversations? You right know? now. <laughs> well, besides on the podcast. When when we're together. Well, I don't mean just me. <laughs> I mean people in general. Yeah, I, when I'm All together right. with them. So I think the whole problem with like forgetting forgetting to keep in contact with people as a combination of both that object permanence mm-hmm. where if it's not in our immediate site we like kind of forget about it yes not, not in a bad way we still love you and think about you i just but we forgot forget. you were there yeah it's hard to explain I, if you don't I, get I, it I, it sounds bad because it is bad it's yes. not it's not because i'm maliciously avoiding you it's because I honestly forgot you were there. But also because time doesn't really exist in our brains. Like, right. I don't really feel the passing of time. So I will just completely forget that like, oh, yeah, it's been like four months since I talked right. to that person. It'll feel in my mind like we just talked yesterday right. because I don't really have that concept of time. Right. So it also doesn't ever really pop. Sometimes it does, but it doesn't usually pop up in my brain because of that inability to feel time. Yes. I also do not like talking on the phone something about it. I think it feels awkward to me. And because I we both have that auditory processing disorder, I can't understand what people are saying. It's hard for me. It'll break up and crackle. And I'm like just trying my best. I feel like I'm putting so much energy into just understanding what they're saying. I also like sitting down to talk on the phone. I just can't sit. You know, I have to be up. I have to be doing Mm. something. I have to like be on the move. I have to have a two in one conversation plus doing the dishes. I don't know. Do yeah, something. I do like doing that. But even then, I just really don't. I don't know. I wish I did like talking on the phone. Yeah, same. I talk on the phone all the time. But that's part of why it makes it difficult for ADHDers to maintain friendships. Once again, not everyone. I know there are plenty of ADHDers who are yeah. good at these certain things. But for a lot of us, because of those, you know, compounding problems, yeah. we don't always come across as the best friend to people who don't realize like why why this happens. You know, I feel like people take it very personally, which yeah. I, I totally get. I can I understand. Get it. I get it, it too. seems rude, I'm sure. But please just know if you have an ADHD friend, it is not personal at all. We neglect ourselves more than anyone else. <laughs> so right. if we're neglecting you, sometimes we will work on it. I know it's not an excuse, but it is something that's very difficult for us and it's never personal. Unless it is. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's never personal. But if I was the one who is being forgotten, I would take that personally. Yes. So I I get it. Yes. And it's something we all can improve on, but but it's hard. So here's another problem that I come across where, you know, with texts, I either respond to them immediately or I just completely forget or I remember in like three weeks. Or have you ever written out the text and then not sent it? And then you're like, fuck. Yep. I do it all the time. So many times. So then by the time I realize, oh, fuck, it's been like three weeks since I responded to that person's text. By then, there's so much shame behind it where I feel like really embarrassed that it took me so long to get back to them. So then I avoid it even more. And now it's been two months. And now I definitely can't reach out because how awkward is that? It's almost like I would have to admit that I am bad at keeping up with them. So I guess my answer is that I just continue to not keep up with them instead of, I guess, what could I say in that situation? It's been really long. Like, we should hang out like I miss you. But I I feel like I need to say something. I miss your face. (laughs) 
Sometimes I feel like I, I need to that. say something of like, sorry, I never got back to you. You know, oh, if it's a text like, that I just never responded oh, to. If it's a text you never responded to, just I be like, hey, to sorry I'm... about your last text. Say, whoops a doodles. <laughs> I miss I your face. Whoops a doodles is a good diffusing <laughs> yeah. word. Say whoops a doodles. And then I would say, um, mm, uh, uh, then say, let's. I would say make a plan with them. If ever I forget about something, like I did this just this morning with my friend Melanie. Hello, Melanie. Melanie doesn't listen. But <laughs> we keep trying to plan a dinner date because we like to go on wine and dine dates. Mm. It's, it's intimate. And we, we're like, oh, we got to plan it this weekend, this weekend. But my work schedule is terrible. And, uh, and then we had snow and whatnot. And so just today, she re- sent me a big text. Did I respond? No. I felt bad about it. But then I said, hey, something like whoops the doodles. Work's been crazy. Let's plan this weekend to go to dinner. What about fish bones? Boom, our favorite restaurant. And so it's like, not only are you, you're acknowledging that, yep, my bad, but you're also like, I'm going to make it up to you by making a plan. Mm. But then I would have to make a plan. And that brings us to another difficulty with ADHD friendships, (sighs) which is making and keeping plans. That's very difficult. Yes. There's a lot of executive functioning that has to happen with like following through and making plans, remembering dates and planning that out like in advance, especially I would say everything needs a reservation now, even like restaurants. So there's no like spontaneity anywhere, you know, if you want to do like surprise, let's just go out for brunch. You're like, okay, we need to make a reservation three weeks in advance because that place is busy. I also have like no future thinking. And another problem for me is that I always, even if I'm not super busy every day, I'm always trying to get myself to do something that I'm probably avoiding. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's so little time in the day that I only make space for what I have to make space for because I feel like I'm so overwhelmed. I have to get so much done. So I have trouble then on top of that, like carving out a time to make plans with friends because I'm like, I'm just trying to get through the day. As Haley says, yeah. I'm just trying to make it through the day, not make plans or something like that. <laughs> I I have this, uh, and maybe this is bad advice, but I always have this like, it's the Catholic guilt where I feel bad if I have, because I'm on call every third weekend where I have to like go into work and round on people and just like be available in case a disaster happens. So my other weekends are precious to me. So if I go through a weekend and I don't have like something planned, I feel guilty about it. So that makes me make plans. Maybe not the best strategy, but it is a strategy. (laughs) Guilt yourself into making plans. Do not take that advice. No, don't do it. Another problem with ADHD friendships is that oftentimes when when it comes to either making plans and following through on them, canceling, not getting back to someone, often we feel a lot of guilt about this. And so then we feel like we have to overpromise on things out of that guilt. And so mm. then we kind of set ourselves up for more failure. Yeah. Because then I'm like, oh, I got to make it up to you. And you make these kind of grandiose promises. And then you inevitably fall through on those promises. And then you feel even more shame. And it's just like this vicious cycle. Yeah. 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 So that also can happen. It's the Catholic guilt. Blame the Catholic. No. Yeah, that happens. It's it's hard maintaining friendship. It's a lot of executive function and we just don't really have great executive function. It's like a lot of work. And I know they're like a true friendship shouldn't take work. And you're like, fuck that. It takes work to maintain a friendship. It takes work for me to get myself to shower every day. Yeah. And I don't shower every day. That's how much work it takes. Yeah. So just know that for ADHD, I feel like 
getting ourselves to do anything, even things we enjoy, takes work just Mm -hmm. because of that executive functioning. I need some type of structure that I have to kind of make myself follow. So anything, even good things, take work. And sometimes friendship can feel like a lot of work, not in a bad way. It's just like it takes certain skills and you have to be good at it and you have to push yourself. And, you know... It's challenging, but we're working on it. Yeah. I feel like we're doing okay. We're, well, uh, I think the pandemic adds an extra level of difficulty. Yes. You know, I feel like I was a social butterfly prior to the pandemic, you know, maybe because every time I, I was living out West and every time I'd come back to New England, I would make all these plans to see everybody. It was like a big, like round table of, uh, gentlemen. No, no, that's a podcast. Oh. Um, it was big round table of, uh, it was a revolving door. Yes, it was a revolving door of like social events. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> and I would do like all the plans and then I'd be super burnt out. And then I go back to the West Coast and I'd sleep forever. But yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with friends, like we said, even doing things that we really enjoy, it's still exhausting. Like it's yeah. still so emotionally exhausting. Because there's a lot of executive function. Yes. It's exhausting to have to regulate ourselves, like sensory regulation. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes when I'm fr- with friends and I get really excited, it's like I forget to take care of my basic needs, like mm-hmm. making sure I'm drinking enough water and I'm going pee and I've had mm-hmm. enough food. I'm just like riding on that dopamine high of like, whoa, let's yeah. all talk, 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 talk. And then it'll just like totally drain me because I haven't been like taking care of my needs during this all during this hangout. And then I need to rest for four days. Right. Which sounds sad, but it it is. (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. I don't think it's because you're like a hermit. I think it's just, yeah, it's kind of just emotionally taxing. I think we've all kind of become a little bit of a hermit. I think the pandemic has kind of exhausted that or like, you know, my social Mm. functioning levels are so low that any sort of social event is exhausting. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I also just get so dysregulated, like, sensory-wise, I feel like. I don't know if I'm just more in tune with it now. Probably. Or I'm, you know, my mask is so exhausted that I just can't really keep it up anymore. Or I'm just, I don't know. But I feel like I'm crotchety and I don't want to be uncomfortable yeah. is what it boils down to. Soft so, pants all the time. If I can't wear soft pants, I'm probably not going to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. my final statement. Yeah, I like look at some of my coworkers who are like, oh, every weekend is a social event. And I'm like, why? That sounds exhausting. So exhausting. Have a, a, you know, what we've joked about is like pretending to schedule something for that certain coworker. And then canceling. And then canceling last minute. So then that person would have their night off, but Mm. they wouldn't know about it. That is a good tip. And I do tell some people to do that with me to schedule things and then cancel. So I'll like get ready for something or be really efficient with my time. And then I'll have this free pocket of time. And Here's isn't the that thing. Nice? If someone cancels on you, how upset are you going to be? I love when someone cancels on me. See, it's my I'm, favorite thing. Uh, I'm hot or cold. It depends on the thing. If it's a thing I... I... <sighs> I'm hot or cold. Yeah, I guess if it's a specific event that we're going to go to and I'm really excited. for, that you bought an outfit for. No, no, I don't mean that kind of cancel. I mean, Um, like, let's meet up for lunch and then you cancel. Not that I make lunch plans with anyone. Who am I? I don't know. But, like, I'm never, I'm not usually upset about that. I guess it totally depends on... How much planning did I put in? Like, I guess because I my usually... My answer is always zero, so um, <laughs> no I energy spent. I usually, like, plan out my day, like, because I live farther away. So, like, mm. let's say you and our friend Gracie, like, plan a hangout and then you both cancel last minute. Like, I probably already, like, got dressed, got showered and got ready to go down to see you. And then if you cancel last minute, I'm oh, like, Oh, yeah, Fuck. I'm not talking last minute. Well, not, like... not last minute, but even, like, you know, like an hour before, I'm already, like, up, ready to go, 
You know, it's it's different. If I'm like putting effort into doing something and then I'm canceled on. Yes, I'm I guess upset. that depends on the person. I also really hate change. I hate change. <laughs> so if something happens in my day where it's like out of my control, I am just like beyond myself for some reason. And that's a personal thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I'm not really bothered by things like changing in the moment because I'm so bad at planning ahead or thinking ahead. Yeah. That it's not like I ever had a really rigid plan of what was going to happen anyways. So I guess I'm not really thrown off by I that. I think I perseverate on the plans. I'm mm. like, okay, because time management is so poor. Mm. So it's like, okay, we have to meet at 10. That means I have to leave an hour early because even though it takes me 30 minutes, if I say an hour early, I'll probably leave 30 minutes late from that. And doing all this like gymnastics in my head and then it's canceled and you're just like, fuck, I just wasted all that mental energy on nothing. But mine is like, sweet. Now I don't have to go through with this thing. Yes. So. Uh, we have different ways of thinking about it. Sometimes I guess if it's something I really don't want to do, that's fine. But if it's like I'm somewhat looking forward to it and then I spend a lot of mental energy trying to prepare for it, I'll be a little bummed. Mm. But that's but we're different people. All right. Let's do like a few rapid fire ADHD friendship tips. And then we got to yeah. wrap this up because this is like 45 minutes okay. long somehow. So yeah. not a bagel bite. <laughs> More like an English it's muffin a, pizza. <laughs> Which are delicious. Yes. All right. My ADHD friendship tip number one, have other ADHD friends. It yes. makes it so much easier to be friends. You understand each other. You don't have to feel shame trying to explain this like really specific struggle that you have with keeping up friendships. Like the person will get it. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that. You hopefully both have an understanding of each other's like time blindness and challenges with time and you won't be offended by it. Other ADHDers often enjoy overlapping conversation or also have lots of thoughts going all at once. So I just think not that you can't have other types of friends, have all types of friends. But I think if you're struggling with friendship, another ADHDer would probably be the best place to like work on those skills together. Yeah, I totally agree. I would say my number one move because I and we kind of briefly just talked about it. I have such poor time management skills and my timeline is really bad and it stresses me out. Mm. I would say whenever you're planning to meet up with someone and they happen to be an ADHD person, schedule that event for an hour earlier than you actually want it to happen. Yep, absolutely. turns out they're probably, you're both going to be, something's going to happen. Yes. So if you want to meet at 11 o'clock, ask them to meet you at 10. Yes. It will work every time because I do it every time. When we go hiking, I always tell you, let's meet an hour earlier than I really want to. Yep. Which is great. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. All right. This has been a bagel bite. <laughs> this has been a bagel bite. Hope your mouth's full. We've rebranded. <laughs> yeah, kind of. We're just doing a little mini pivot. Little mini piv. Min piv. No. <laughs> you don't like min piv? No, I don't like min We're piv. doing a min piv. It's a bagel bite. It's we're a doing a bagel piv. bite. We're doing a little bit. We're friends. We hope you <laughs> want to be our friends because we want to be your friends. We won't be the best friend you yeah. ever had, but we will be a friend. We will be a friend. Reach out to us at weirdsoffeather at gmail.com. Weirdsoffeather on Instagram. Weirdsoffeather on the tickety talk. We're there. If Find you get us. a really long, dramatic message on IG, it's from Grace. If you get two sent- <laughs> two little words, it's me. It's Kristen. <laughs> don't yeah. be offended. That's just how I communicate. Yeah, don't think that that's me communicating so dryly. But also don't think that me going on and on and on is Kristen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. feel like it's pretty obvious. I think I feel like we should probably, like, say who's talking when we respond on uh, Instagram. But 
you could probably figure it out if it's like two seconds long. It's Kristen. It's if also it's, part of our mystery mm, that we don't have. We are a unit. We're one unit. Wolf. Wolf unit. And this has been a bagel bite. Thanks for joining our bagel bites. Yeah. Uh, if you, you have tips on friendships, if you have friends, <laughs> write us in at gmail.com. And just say, <laughs> I have friends. <laughs> I, I'd love to hear about it. I want to hear if everybody has friends or not. But don't make us feel bad about we'll it. We'll take about- a poll. Do you have friends? <laughs> take it a poll. I don't need you bragging about how many friends you have. We get No, it. I won't brag away. That's, that's something. If you have a lot of friends and you maintain <laughs> those friends well... Brag about it. Tell us how. Yeah, give us some tips. Uh, you can write us in on all of the socials or e- Gmail. Oh, here's another quick little thing. Gift giving and like how, let us know how you keep up with like events and how how do you know what gifts to send and what's appropriate and when to send them and who oh, yeah. to send them to. Do we how do you whole... make it to the post office? Oh, psh. you know, that's a big part of friendship that yeah. I really struggle with. I feel like I can't keep up with RSVPs and wedding gifts and... I don't know, keeping in touch with people. So baby shower gifts. Yeah. It's not even a thing. Even if I get to the point of buying them, making it to the post office is a whole nother thing. And I probably right. won't complete all the steps. Very so true. if you have, if you're good at that or you have a good strategy, please let us know at yeah. weirds of a feather at gmail.com. Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Yeep. Oh, that was a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't sound like a bird at all. That is a bird in distress. I guess I'm going more for like. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost bird. Ghost bird.